Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhuvel, and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I have a just a little different type of an episode for, for us this week. It's really something I believe the Lord has placed upon my heart and it's going to probably sound a little different than maybe what you are used to here on the She Connects podcast. If you've been around this corner of the internet for a while, you know that I'm really passionate about helping women to just be equipped and empowered to step into everything that God has prepared for them. And, you know, I do standalone episodes that, you know, really reflect that mission. And I also bring guests on the show to really speak into that and add value and encourage you in that way as well. I originally had an episode recorded and, um, you know, something was on my heart. It was actually recorded and God really changed course, I guess, on me. And, uh, you know, he does that from time to time. I've been serving the Lord for almost 30 years now and been in active ministry for 20 of those years. Uh, And so, you know, he's given me the privilege and the honor to be able to share his word, um, to communicate his heart to to people in a variety of different ways, whether it be um, filling the pulpit on a Sunday morning at a She Rises event um, within the federal and state prison setting, just Bible studies, um, you know, in my home or at my church or or just even, you know, one on one sitting with someone, enjoying lunch together, uh, sharing a cup of coffee, whatever it might be. And sometimes, you know, the Lord will sort of quicken me and kind of change direction uh, and asking me to speak on this particular topic for reasons that really he he only knows. And it's my job to really be attuned to what what he's saying, how he's leading and, you know, really what the Holy Spirit is saying uh, and respond with obedience to the prompting that's in my heart. Again, I don't always know why he's changing my message, but I, I just trust him that, you know, after 20 years of active ministry that He knows what the people need to hear more than I do. And so it's my job to be obedient and to follow his lead. The last time he he did this was Mother's Day of 2021. So just about a year ago, I had a message that I was supposed to give that I thought I was supposed to give anyway. uh, I was you know, I had studied, I had prepared, um, prayed over it, had this message. And the week before Mother's Day, he woke me up in the midnight hour, which he does from time to time to pray about things specifically that I don't have time to get into, just the different reasons why he has woken me up at that time of the night. But a week before Mother's Day, he spoke to my heart and told me that I was to set aside that prepared message and instead give the message that I gave on that Mother's Day that Sunday morning. And it was really about 
the role of a mom and empowering moms to advocate like a mom, to, you know, give themselves permission to, I guess, in a lack of better words, flex, flex their muscle uh, if they need to advocate for their kids and, you know, to instill their their values and their faith into their children and not be afraid to stand in the gap for their kids. And I mean, that was in May. Well, fast forward to the fall of 2021 and all of the things that took place, you know, kind of late summer heading into fall. And we see how these moms really rose up, you know, and were really advocating for their kids because of different things that were being mandated and laws that were being passed and and just course direction and that kind of thing that was really affecting their kids. And wow, I mean, we really have to be, you know, living under a rock somewhere to not see how moms really rallied together and they they rose up and they and they just really were advocating like a mom for their kids and lifting their voices and saying no not on my watch these are my kids and i have a very active role in the education and the guidance and in the faith of uh and well-being of my kids well back in may of of 2021 who would have known? I didn't know that that was going to take place. And so I really feel like that message that God had laid upon my heart for Mother's Day of 2021 was really prophetic. It was uh, like a word of knowledge that was given to embolden and empower moms because only God knew what would unfold just a few months after Mother's Day. So here we are. And um, in, you know, 2022, I'm recording this the first day of March. And, and so this episode will go out actually uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, a new episode drops each and every Wednesday. And God did the same thing. Again, I had a, I had a different message that was really on my heart. I had studied for it. I had prepared for it, had the outline. I actually recorded it. And then when Tim sat down to edit it, I said, I think I need to re-record a message. There's, you know, just something else on my heart. And so that's where we are right now. The, this week's episode, I titled Viewing Current Events with a Biblical Perspective. You know, the world has changed a lot, especially over uh, the last week. And I know that you are aware of them. You know that things have escalated uh, in, you know, certain parts of our world and we have all been affected. I I want to encourage you today. I really do believe that that this week's episode will still encompass the, mesh, the mission of, of this podcast to equip you and empower you in the things that God has planned for you. I've always been someone that uh, loves studying the end times, or maybe you've heard of them referred to as the last days. They're kind of, they're one and of the same. Those words are used um, interchangeably. End times, the last days. Um, you've maybe heard of the word, uh, the term rapture. That that just means the, the gathering together. It's really when Jesus returns. Jesus is coming back. He said, I'm coming back. I'm going to give you a lot of scripture reference this week. Um, I will give you a scripture reference here very shortly. 
where Jesus said, I'm going away, but I'm coming back and I'm going to gather up my my chosen, my elect, um, the church. That would be you and me. Now, no one knows exactly how this is going to go. No one knows exactly how events are going to unfold, but we do have several prophecies that have been given that are included in our Bibles. And so um, if you know me well enough, you've been around me long enough, you know that uh, if I can't find it in the Bible, I'm, I'm not going to deliver a message about it because I, uh, I want to have biblical support to the things that I'm teaching, the things that I'm sharing with people, because the Bible says that, that those who teach the leaders and the teachers, whether that be a Bible study or, you know, from a pulpit or whatever it is, there's a, there's a different level of, of responsibility and accountability. And so I have an accountability to be, to, uh, you know, and a responsibility to, you know, to effectively communicate the truths of scripture. And so we have several prophecies in the Bible. We are, I believe in, again, this is my own opinion. And I just measure this and filter this week's episode through my Bible, through the lens of, of what I read and what I believe to be truth in the Bible. I do believe that we are uh, living in the end times. I do believe that we are living in the last days. I believe that Jesus could come back at any time. There's been enough prophecies already fulfilled. He could come yet tonight, could come tomorrow. He could come at this very moment while I'm recording this. And it's important to to really emphasize that no one knows the day. No one knows the day, not even Jesus. Uh, And I would refer you to Matthew's gospel, chapter 24 and verse 36, and then also Mark's gospel, chapter 13, verses 30 through 32. Both of those references tell us and communicate to us that no one but God the Father knows the hour and the day. And so let's just start right there. Over the course of time, there have been there have been countless, um, countless messages, countless quote unquote air quotes here, words given by people that, you know, Jesus is going to come back on this day or Jesus is going to come back on Friday and then they give a day or, or whatever, whatever it is. I mean, they've been, um, those types of things have been, have been given falsely, I might add, and just really highly, highly emphasize in a false manner. And I would just really caution listening and giving any weight or attention to those types of messages. Because again, our Bibles, my Bible and your Bible says that no one knows the day. No one knows the hour. No one knows the day. Not the angels of heaven, not even the son of of God, Jesus, but God the Father alone knows. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verses 15 through 17, it talks about the rapture, the the gathering together, the, the, you know, the kind of bringing people in. The word rapture is, is never mentioned in the Bible, but that is just 
it, it's a it's a word it's a term that that defines the gathering the collecting together of of God's chosen people which is you and me if if you are a follower of Christ and then in John's gospel chapter 14 Jesus says that he's going away to prepare a place for us to prepare a place for God's children for for you and for me again if if you are a born again believer, you are, you know, a follower of Christ. Jesus said, I, I'm going away to prepare a place for you, but I'm coming back, but I will come back for you. So there again, we have a promise from Jesus that, look, I'm going to go away for a while. I have some preparations to do, but I am coming back. And it's important to remember that, you know, Jesus came once. He came as a baby in a manger. The second time he comes back, he's not a baby in a manger. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's coming back as the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He's coming back. Uh, he's not a baby in a manger anymore. And so it's really important to, to remember that, that he rules and he reigns and he's coming back as the lion of the tribe of Judah. Okay. I, I really believe that God wants to encourage the hearts of, 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 of his people because there are, there are a lot of anxious hearts. There are a lot of anxious minds because of just the escalation of things in the world and how quickly things are unfolding and everything. It just feels, you know, like it's rapidly changing and it, and it can feel very chaotic. It can feel very confusing. It can feel very just unsettling and and God wants to encourage your heart today to not be afraid that is not his heart for you he doesn't want you to to be so gripped with with anxiety and with fear and feeling like all of the the chaos and the confusion and all the things that are happening out in the world he doesn't want them to get inside you they're on the outside of you they're going on around you but he doesn't want them to be in you uh, he is in complete control our God is in complete control be encouraged today that he has the whole world in his hands Nothing goes unnoticed by him. He doesn't miss anything. He he doesn't miss seeing anything. He doesn't miss hearing anything. Nothing goes unnoticed. Nothing goes unheard with God. Nothing is lost on him. He sees everything that is taking place. He's a overhears every single conversation. He knows it all. He is in complete control. And while the world may feel very chaotic right now, your God is not chaotic. He is not pacing the floors of heaven. He's not, um, he's not anxious. He's not afraid. He's not perplexed. He's not uh, wringing his hands, trying to figure out how he's going to fix the world's problems, how he's how he's going to change things. God has never failed and he isn't about to start now. Let me repeat that. God, your God, has never failed and he isn't about to start now. One of the one of the names that God has given of himself and how he describes himself is in the Hebrew language as El Elion. 
El Elyon. It's, it's two words, L, capital E, and then L, and then space, capital E-L-Y-O-N, El Elyon. And in our English language, it is translated as Most High God. Your God is seated as the Most High God. He is as ruler. He is seated as the Most High ruler. He is sovereign. He can never be outdone. He can never be outranked. He can never be outnumbered. Our God is in complete control. He has complete power. He has complete wisdom. He has complete authority. And all throughout the Bible, God has taken care of his people. All throughout the Bible, anytime they have encountered evil rulers or evil kings that that didn't call upon their God uh, and serve their God whenever they they rose to power and it didn't go well for for God's people he always took care of them he always he always made sure that they were taken care of he always made sure that they had food he always made sure that they had provisions and shelter and they were they were protected they were guarded did they have to endure some some things. Yeah, they did. But God never forsook them. God never abandoned them. God never walked out on them. And the psalmist says, I believe it's uh, David wrote in the Psalms. He said, I've been young and I've been old and I've never known the righteous to be forsaken and begging for bread. Our God always takes care of his people. And the same God that you, the, the God that you read about all throughout the Bible as taking care of, of his people and, you know, protecting them and shielding them and providing, intervening on their behalf is the same God that you serve today. He has not changed. Uh, the book of Hebrews says that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is a promise that you can really just wrap your faith around that he is the same God. He is the same God. Okay, so let's talk about let's talk about some things that you are maybe seeing on the news. Most likely you 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 know you've heard about it on the news. Your coworkers are maybe talking about it. Maybe your pastor has brought it up, you know, in some kind of context, whether it's uh, been incorporated into a, a sermon on a Sunday morning or you know a midweek Bible study of some kind, or maybe another podcast that you're listening to. Uh, nonetheless, we all know what what events are taking place in the world. We know that that some things, big, heavy, weighty things are are unfolding in the world. Jesus said in Matthew's gospel uh, chapter 24, he lists a whole list of things that you and I should be alert to uh, again, and I use the word alert, not alarmed. Okay, those are two different things. God wants you to be to be alert to these things, to be aware of these things, but it's not his heart for you to be anxious and to be alarmed and gripped and feel paralyzed by them, okay? And so Jesus, out of the goodness of his heart, is is really kind of teaching the people, hey, these are the things that you should keep an eye out for. And when you see these things, pay attention to them because things are unfolding that are going to point you to my return that I've been talking to you about. So in Matthew's gospel chapter 24, and I'm not going to go through the whole list. You can 
look it up for yourself. But some of the some of the big things that he mentions that you and I are seeing right now in in current events are wars and rumors of wars, a, a loveless and cold society, hatred on the rise, pestilences and plagues. Hello, <laughs> right? Natural disasters. Let me just kind of pause there for a minute. Natural disasters. There have been major earthquakes taking place in uh, in areas of the world, and in, including here in the United States, that are really quite large. They like rank high on the on the Richter scale of of, of earthquakes and. We see like unusual weather patterns and just just really kind of unusual things in in that way, in the natural type sense, as far as like weather patterns and disasters and that type of things. Jesus also talked about economic type problems. We are seeing those, aren't we? And chances are you have felt the effects of that even in your own home. Okay, so he he says that that these are the beginning of labor pains. That's how he describes it. He says when you when you see these things, they are the beginning of labor pains. Okay, so in the natural, if you have physically given birth, you know that when you are experiencing you yourself, when you experienced labor pains, that the closer they they were together, the closer you were to delivering your baby, right? Um, and that's why they kind of time those labor pains, those contractions. So how close are they? And then that is kind of an indicator. Hey, you know, I need to grab my to-go bag and I need to get up to the hospital because I'm going to have a baby. Okay. Whereas if they're, you know, further apart, but you're having contractions, you're having labor pains. It is an indicator to you that you quite possibly could go into labor and deliver your baby very soon, right? It's kind of a kind of an indicator, kind of a hey, you know, pay attention to this, uh, be alert to this, be awake to this. This is this is coming here, okay? So Jesus likens that and applies it to things kind of taking place in the spirit realm, um, and he refers to them as labor pains. That these are labor pains. Well, what is it bringing forth? It it's bringing forth the return of Jesus Christ. Uh, it's it's really kind of ushering in the return of Christ to gather up his elect, his church, you and me. Okay, before I get to that, I want to point out a really important prophecy in the Old Testament in the book of Ezekiel uh, chapter 38. And uh, there's the prophecies are, you know, they're throughout other parts of, of the Bible, like the book of Daniel, the book of Joel and, and Obadiah, um, just to name a few. They're all throughout the Bible. Uh, prophecies that were given, spoken and, and written out by man through God, you know, God speaking to them and showing them things in in the spirit and then they pen them of uh, these are things that that will unfold in the future well in Ezekiel chapter 38 there is an area demographically a, a demographic area referred to as Gog and Magog okay so Gog is G-O-G and then Magog is M-A-G-O-G so 
geographically speaking, in our modern days, if you kind of, you know, put the map up against what, you know, what the what the Bible referenced as this area, it is the area that is uh, seeing a lot of conflict right now in our world. So, you know, that the Russia area over in there, many, many prophecies are really being fulfilled right now. And I, I feel like, man, I love studying the end times. I love, you know, just kind of digging into the word and studying these things. As a new believer, I remember uh, sitting in church and, you know, the pastor would talk about the end times and, and rapture. And we don't really hear so much about that anymore. And if I'm going to be honest, I, I miss those teachings. Uh, I, I remember attending Bible studies and just really kind of digging my teeth into just learning and, and better understanding what, what these prophecies meant. And man, we had some really, really top notch teachers that understood and just really made it their, their mission to kind of pull apart scripture and dig into this. And, and they taught all of us. And so I'm, I'm really kind of, kind of brought up in that. I was, I was, you know, just really sat under some really great teaching. If you would, I don't know, kind of indulge me a little bit, almost like generals of the faith. Okay. Generals of understanding what end times were and prophecy. And man, we had some powerful teaching back then. And so in many ways, I felt like, wow, I could do just a, a two-parter um, episode on this topic because there is so much in Ezekiel's prophecy of, of chapter 38 as it relates to Gog and Magog. And when you couple that with our current geographical areas, you know, geographical layout of, of the world, and you really kind of piece that together, what these prophecies were written and foretold all those years ago, it is, it's so interesting. And I'm telling you, I think that I think that we are living in some really powerful, powerful times that we are really going to see just an outpouring of God's spirit. Uh, the The book of Joel prophesies Joel chapter two, you know, dreams and visions and the outpouring of God's Holy Spirit. I really believe that we're going to be seeing miracles taking place. I believe that we're going to see uh, um, a lot of people coming into the family of God. In other words, making decisions for Jesus Christ, salvations, baptisms of the Holy Spirit. Um, again, miracles, because it's the miracles that, that point people to Jesus Christ. And so that that's, you know, the reason for, for these miracles that points to points to a god a god that is all powerful a god that can that can do the impossible and and can you know just intervene in our lives in really powerful ways and so anyway yeah i'm i'm getting off on something here but i don't know maybe i should just do like a little i don't know bible study over my personal zoom link and and just kind of dive into this because i i feel like people are 
are wanting to know. They're they're curious. I feel like they're wanting to better understand. And I think that when we when we really open up our Bibles and and we begin to just kind of dig our teeth into uh, you know what these prophecies are, what they mean. Again, do we know everything? Do we know the play by play? Absolutely not. No one knows everything. No one knows how it's all going to play out, you know, all the play by play, but we do have uh, we do have our Bibles. We do have these prophecies and we can study it. And And when we open up our Bibles and we read these studies, uh, you know, we kind of dig into it and we study what was he saying? What is he telling us? What is it that we are supposed to be preparing ourselves for? It helps to kind of put our faith. Uh, it helps embolden our faith. It helps to to keep us grounded. It keeps. It helps to keep anxiousness and fearfulness at at bay because we're reading our Bibles and we're saying, okay, so if this is in our Bible, then I know that God is in control and He's not surprised by this. And so, if if God is in control and He He sees it all, then He's got me. He, he's got a hold of me. Uh, I'm not lost on him. He sees me. He knows exactly where I'm at. He knows every need that I have. And he's going to take care of me. Uh, again, many prophecies are really being fulfilled right now. And I, I, I think that God is answering a lot of prayer as as really the the global church, the big like the capital C, the global church is really unifying and and we're just collectively partnering hearts and partnering faith all over the world and intervening for for the beautiful Ukrainian people and just really believing for God to intervene and and deliver these people. Uh, it, it's just been incredible as we see these beautiful Ukrainian people, you know, being held up in subway stations and underground and these videos are emerging of them praying and singing and worshiping and and just you know being in unity it is so powerful it's so powerful and their resilience and their courage to really hold the line and say we are going to fight and we're going to fight for our country. We want to be free people. We want to be a democratic people. We want to be, uh, you know, a democracy. And, um, and so we're not gonna, we're not gonna go down with the fight. We're gonna hold our line because we believe in our country and these things that, that are so important to us, they matter. Our values matter to us. And, and so we're gonna fight and we see God just really answering the prayers of, of not only the, the Ukrainian people, but the, again, the global church and um, some, some reports have surfaced of there's just been some confusion in, 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 you know, the, the, uh, the army, the, the enemy's army, the, there's been some mechanical problems in, in, you know, some of their, some of their, uh, trucks and, and that type of thing. There's been some reports of, of, uh, missiles, you know, hitting the ground and they're not detonating. And so, wow. I mean, can we just like praise God that he is, he's doing something and, um, I know that it's just so chaotic and, and man, the devastation that, that, um, Ukraine is seeing right now, it is very profound. Let's not, let's not put our heads in the sand. I mean, again, I mean, a faith isn't denying reality. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is heartbreaking. 
people have lost their lives. Families are being separated as as husbands and and fathers are you know sending their families away to safety and they're they're remaining in their country to um, you know take up arms and and fight for their country alongside their their countrymen and so it is heartbreaking and and yet at the same time we see God at work. He is at work and he is emboldening his people. Uh, And it's such a beautiful thing to see the global church just really unifying and, and, and just putting down our stones and stop throwing stones at one another and partnering our faith and partnering our hearts and, and really just standing in the gap, standing in agreement for these people and for God to intervene. Jesus said in Luke's gospel, chapter 21 and verse 28, he says, when you see these things, when you see these things, when you hear of these things, he said this, look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Look up for your redemption draweth nigh. What is he saying? He's saying, when you see these things, when you hear of these things, when you, when you see and you hear prophecies that have been spoken in the Bible, things that I have said, like like Matthew chapter 24, when you see them, when you hear of them, look up because I'm coming back. I'm coming back for my people. I'm coming back for my church. I will not, I, I will not abandon them. I will not forsake them. I went away to prepare a place for them and I'm coming back for them. I'm coming back for my, for my bride, which is the church, you and me. He's the bridegroom. We are the bride. He's coming back. He's coming back. He says, he says in John's gospel, chapter 16 and verse 33, You will have troubles in this world, but take heart. I have overcome the world. He says, take heart. I've overcome the world. Yeah, you're going to have troubles. Yeah, there's going to be suffering. There's going to be heartache. There's going to be chaos there's going to be all of these things that are that are unhappy that that are that are unfolding but take heart because i've already overcome the world uh, god says in isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3 that i will keep him in perfect peace who stays on me who keeps his eyes fixed on me don't look to the right or to the left Friend, don't look to the right or to the left. Don't don't pay more attention to the mainstream media than you do to God. Don't pay more attention to the mainstream media than you do your Bible. Make sure that you are keeping your eyes and you're focused on Jesus Christ and he will keep you in perfect peace. In Matthew's gospel, chapter 7 and verse 24 and 25, it says that we are to to build upon the firm foundation of Jesus Christ. And so friends, let's keep building. Let's keep building upon that firm foundation because you know what? When the winds of adversity in this in this world begin to blow and they're blowing, aren't they? They're blowing and it and it feels like they're crashing in all around us. For those of us, for you and for me, because we are built upon the firm foundation of Jesus Christ, we can be people who are who are not moved, who are who are unshaken. And man, what a what a what a testimony, what what a 
what a witness in a world that is confused and hurting and um and without hope what an opportunity for you and me to be empowered to be equipped to step into opportunities that i really believe are coming our way to be able to give a reason for our hope according you know the bible says be ready in season and out of season to share the reason for your hope we're going to have those opportunities friends we're going to have those opportunities. So what do you do now? What do you do now? What do you do from this point and going forward? Just quickly as I'm wrapping up this week's episode. Number one, read your Bible. Stay in your Bible. I cannot emphasize that enough. Open your Bible. Don't forsake. Don't forsake being a woman of the word. Go to church. Make sure that you're plugged into a healthy community. Attend Bible studies, whether it's online or in person. Uh, Attend those things because Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25 tells us to not forsake the assembling together. Isolation, withdrawing, that, that that is the devil's playground. We were not created to live in isolation. We are not created to live alone in this world. You and I were created for community and we are told not to forsake the assembling together. The the church needs you and you need us. We need one another, especially in these times that we are living in. Keep, keep, keep doing Keep, keep going, keep doing and living your life. Keep, you know, keep going through your life. Keep doing the things that God has called you to do. Keep living your life. Keep, you know, gathering together with your friends and your family. You know, keep making plans and, and living your life because, you know, we're, we're not called to just, you know, cancel everything and stop doing things and and just kind of sit in our homes and wait for um wait for Jesus to come back that's not biblical either um so keep living your life keep doing life just keeping your eyes focused on Christ staying in your bible and not forsaking the gathering together All right. I hope that this was encouraging to you. I hope that this offered a little bit of peace. I hope that this just emboldened your faith and really kind of helped just renew your hope. If you kind of feel like maybe that was kind of, you know, a little bit on the, on the lower end of, of the tank. (laughs) Um, I hope that this was encouraging and filled your tank a little bit uh, as it, as it relates to hope, but be encouraged. God is in control. He knows exactly where you are. He's got you on his radar and nothing is too big for him. Nothing is too hard for him. Nothing is too great for him. And he will meet every single need that you have. And he will always take care of you because he loves you and he cares about you. You are his child. You are his daughter and daughter of God. He could not love you any more than he loves you right now at this very moment. All right, take care and I'll catch you next week. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? 
would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment? It not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, the more stars, reviews, and comments that a podcast receives, the further the reach. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review, and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you right back here, same place, same time, next week.